everyone. It's Amanda. Thanks for tuning in to the Sew and Tell podcast. I want to invite you to stick around at the end of the episode as Singer presents a fun conversation Meg and I got to have with Instagram sensation and sewist extraordinaire Brandon Hayden. He told us his remarkable singer story and shared what he's working on now. Singer makes sewing available and approachable for all. Visit singer.com today to find the right sewing machine and accessories for you. Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Carestio. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Kate Seinard. Today on the podcast, we are discussing unpopular sewing opinions. Gathered from the sewing community and based on ones we've shared here, we're diving in, breaking some rules, and questioning everything. It's going to get juicy. (laughs) And it's all in good fun, of course. (laughs) Then we'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll answer a listener question. But before we begin, how is everyone doing today? Doing all right. I was just sharing a status update after our last episode. Uh My sewing room is so clean. I changed everything. And I've actually been one. I've, like, wanted to be in it, and I've been doing stuff. It's... It's amazing. That's awesome. Tell me, what did yeah. you decide to do with your um, with your uh, tiled patterns? Um, I have I have a two plans for those. Um, I got some shelving to put my extra machines on, and I'm going to use the lower rack there for my paper patterns that I there are the printed patterns that I use all the time. And then I cleared out a flat space in my closet, actually, where I'm going to stack the rest of them. So up off the floor for the first time, (laughs) it is so, it's, it's amazing. I should probably, you know, do my whole house, but for now, sewing room is glorious. Sewing room's a good start. Yeah, it's a good start. It changes a lot. How about y'all? Yeah. I even love like how you just it, not like you organize like you like painted and like to like oh, <laughs> like yeah. painted some things that like total refresh. I love that just after we <laughs> I know. Well, part of it was I got um my ditto form came in oh, and right. part of it was I wanted I was like I can't put my ditto form yeah. in this messy like <laughs> terrible place that I mostly just want to close the door on. So I went deep. I still have one more painting project to do to kind of get everything up to like uh-huh. matching again. But it is. It's like a whole new world. Unfortunately, my kids want to hang out, out in there more um, because they helped <laughs> me. And now they feel like they have oh, a claim. But, yeah. it's, but they can. Now it's yeah. like it's workable and it's just really nice. I should have done it so long ago. But thank you guys for inspiring me. Of course. Well, uh, Amanda's uh, recording from the office today, so I don't get a peek at it behind her. So hopefully next week or next time I'll get a chance to see it. Yeah. I actually, I put some pics um, with the show notes from last time, but it's only a portion. Maybe it's time to do a little tour now that I've changed it up. Mm, Yeah. You should so do like a, yeah, like a tour on uh, Instagram or something. I want like the full tour. (laughs) I'll do it. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, How was your, um, what was it, con or convention? Yeah, convention. Um, Convention, yes. 
It was great. Um, some wonderful cosplays. Um, absolutely <gasps> amazing, amazing things. Um, just, I was just really impressed, and everyone was real cool about wearing masks. And it was, it was just a really nice time. And I think people had fun. I did. Oh, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Well, what I was doing is I was tuning into the the Met Gala. Which mm-hmm. is, I love, like, and it was just, yeah, so I, I put, um, and I can even put the, the link to all the fashions in our show notes too, like, and it was yeah. just so serendipitous this year. It was on my birthday, so I was like, oh, what a good birthday present. And my yeah. friends came over and we were watching, um, The Real Housewives, uh, while we were updating our phones. We're like, oh my gosh, look who just showed up on the break. And we're like, we love it. We, it was just such a good night. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> and I just like, like love this, um, night in fashion. It's just, it's just so fun. And they didn't have the Met Gala last year. So we kind of missed out on that kind of year of those, you know, red, red carpet looks. And so I wanted to just ask us all, what was our favorite look from the evening? I have one. Um, I will share. I loved Lupita Nyong'o in the Versace Mm -hmm. denim look. That was my favorite. I think I was, um, I think for some people it was kind of it was hard to see the theme, and some people like probably didn't even try, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but hers for me was like was on trend. It was beautiful. Y'all know how I feel about denim. It was mm-hmm. just really fresh and new and interesting. I loved it. The whole yeah. look. Yeah, there was a there was a couple denim looks on the yes, carpet, which I absolutely I loved that the take on the denim couture. I thought it was yes. super fun. And I think because that really leaned, that that's really great because the, the, the theme was really American fashion exactly. and what's kind of the iconic like jeans, denim. right? So yeah, right. denim. And uh, so that was really great for, for the theme. Yeah. How about you, well, Kate? Who was your well, favorite? Uh, Best Lupita Nyong'o's <laughs> was on my short list for sure. I really loved that yeah. one. But in the end, I think my favorite was Barbie Ferreira. Um, oh, so gorgeous. I just, I, I, well, you know me, I like sequins and there were sequins and there were ropes of pearls and then all of that turned into fringe and it was like it was made to make me happy personally. Um, I'm not sure how it went into the theme, um, but I loved it and it was beautiful and I'm a fan. Yep. Stunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looked absolutely gorgeous. It just like, it was just like all her, it hugged all her curves and it was just like perfectly, like, it was just such a, I love that look. That was on my short list too. Nice. Um, my favorite look was actually um, Jordan Alexander in Christopher John Rogers. There was a couple, there was two, I bet there was two people in this designer with the same kind of look it reminded me of a um like the the tv when it goes into that color the the color um color bars color bars yes and so both of his designs that night were that kind of color bar but her it was like the top was like a green bustier with like exaggerated like bust cones like Madonna and I just like mm-hmm. loved the look and she was wearing lime green shoes and oh uh, like the night was there was a lot more um kind of up and comers in the uh, and lots of influencers so she actually is in the new reboot of Gossip Girl and I love Gossip I like mm-hmm. lo- <laughs> and I love Gossip Girl like I love the reboot and so and I just I really loved 
her dress. I just thought it was so, so cute and just so fun. And I, it goes into the theme too, that kind of classic, you know, 1950s, you know, mm-hmm. Amer- like that TV when it goes in the color box. It's just, mm-hmm. I really liked it. And yeah. So that was one of my favorites, but there was a ton. I loved a lot of, I really did love a lot of the looks. So it was just, it was fun and so good to see just fashion's kind of big night, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't tend to uh, follow that event very closely, but seeing it this year, I do, it was like, oh yeah, we haven't had that in a while. It's kind of refreshing to see and, you know, a little bit more fun. And I was probably more interested in it than I am. Yeah. On your average year, just because it felt like it had been a while. Yeah. So let us know, like, your favorite looks, too. You can yeah. comment in the show. Yeah, I'm going to put up uh, Vogue did a kind of, like, every breakdown, every look. And I will say the men really brought the fashion, too. Yes, um, sure. Yeah, fellow Canadian Dan Levy, his look oh was my gosh. Mm-hmm. stunning. Like, absolutely stunning. I thought it was so great. Yeah, so definitely check that out if you haven't already. And let us know your favorites. Yeah. Hey there, it's Amanda. Just a reminder to stay tuned after we wrap up our conversation for a special interview Meg and I did with Brandon Hayden, brought to you by Singer. If you're not following Brandon on Instagram at Happily Dressed, go follow him now. You will not be sorry. Brandon shared how he started to sew by thrifting and then learned to sew further by watching videos on YouTube. It's all a part of his singer story. Go to Instagram and share your singer story with the hashtag MySingerStory. Singer makes sewing available and approachable for all. Visit Singer.com to find the right sewing machine and accessories for you. And remember to listen to our conversation with Brandon at the end of this episode. All brought to you by Singer. Well, should we jump into the juiciness of our unpopular sewing opinions? (laughs) I have so many. And yes, we also very scientifically gathered other unpopular sewing opinions from the community Mm -hmm. um, and as well as our our own brains and bad habits. Um, (laughs) And we're going to be just randomly sharing those and discussing those today. this is all in good fun. This is not meant to ruffle oh, yeah. any feathers. I, But I love this because for me, sewing really is about kind of finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. And if that means like challenging something that you always thought you knew about sewing and finding out something new about it and discovering yeah. something, like I love that moment. Um, also, I'm a bit of a rule breaker. So there's that. Um, in only some aspects of my life, but I guess sewing is one of them. So yeah, it's, it's okay to find your own way. And, um, I'm going to be, I got some from my Instagram stories on my personal feed and I'm going to share them anonymously. Um, and I've also got some of mine mixed in, but I won't tell you which ones are mine. So (gasps) (laughs) high drama, high drama. Um, do you, where should we start? Shall I just pick one and we can discuss? Yeah, just pick one. Okay. I see you have a you I you have the bowl this time. I have the power. The power. I learned it by watching you, Meg. All right, first one. I don't care if it's perfect if it's wearable. Oh yeah. Hard agree. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree on that. I don't even see how that could be an unpopular opinion because totally popular among this group anyway. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. But I will say, like, I think that in sewing in, you know, previous times, there was a heavy focus on perfection. Yeah. And I feel like even when I first started sewing, mm-hmm. I was really, I was much more of a perfectionist than I am now. Um And I will also say that if you're creating something for like So News Magazine, I feel, or CME, I feel incredible pressure to to make it as perfect as I possibly can. But yeah, if it's for me, it's okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing I've ever made has been perfect and never will be. So there you go. (laughs) It's not, not possible. So why sweat it? Next one up. Sewing over pins is not a crime. I agree. That's, I mean, like, I, I, yeah. I agree, too. But, I only, but go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, again, if I'm doing something on camera, I'm very conscious of sewing oh, over pins and not, and not sharing that. But in my, in my personal feed and in my sewing practice, I'm my most valuable thing is like my time. And if pulling that pin, not pulling that pin out saves me time. Plus, I'm always wearing glasses. So mm-hmm. safety, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I only learned a few years ago that you weren't supposed to sew over pins. Yes. Same with me. Same with so, me. Yeah. I mean, I was, I did it for many years and I've kind of trained myself out of it unless. I'll I'll leave them in if if I like have a spot that absolutely has yeah, to stay in that mm-hmm. spot, um, and then sometimes I just forget or get bored or often I'll pull you know if I have ten pins and something I'll pull eight of them and two of them I'll just sew over and I won't realize it until I'm done mm-hmm. and I don't sweat it yeah <laughs> if I'm matching seams or a lot of time gathering too I yes, leave the pins in totally. and when I'm doing like a bias bot like if I'm like there's there's times where it's if I take the pin out it like it, I have to stop it's just like yeah yeah yes yeah. Did I, did I ever tell you guys, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a little tangent now. Um, I was once sewing, I I sewed a, um, it was a Victorian style wedding dress for a, for a show. And, Mm -hmm. um, it had this piece of trim, which was basically, uh, I guess it was sheared, but all I did was use a gathering foot on both sides. But then I, I pinned it on and I top stitched the whole thing on there. And, um, the actress swore that I had missed a pin when I had at least one pin, when I had been pulling the pins out where I had pinned it on before I top stitched it on because she swore uh-huh. she got stabbed by it every night. And every night I would stand there scrunching it in my hand, trying to get the pin to prick me so I oh, could like trying to feel it. it. Yeah. Um, and I never did, but she swore there was a pin in there. So see with gathering, sometimes you can lose drama. Them. Yeah, definitely drama. Yes. I wish I had been using ones with big heads. Mm-hmm. Because those are a lot harder to lose. I will say I'm on my third throat plate of my sewing machine because ah! I um, I don't know what it is. I just probably pins. But, you know, the needle hits the pin and then kind of gets askew and then hits the throat plate and yeah. carves into it and then and damages it. So, yeah, that, that's definitely a side effect. But maybe, you know, maybe... I know my mom sewed over pens. Maybe maybe it was more just part of the custom, more accepted uh-huh. back in the day. I don't know. And, you know, yeah. here's, here's the thing. 
if you sew over pins, you're more likely to break your needle. But if you're more likely to break your needle, you're more likely to remember to change out your needle as often it's as you're true. supposed to. It kind of forces oh, yeah. you Pretty to much change the out only your time. needle. Yeah. yeah. I'll change it if I need it for a different kind of fabric or if I yeah. you know, remember that I've been using the same needle for the past three months um, or if I break it. So, yeah, there's a reason to actually yeah. sew over pins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I started sewing, I didn't know you – like I had a, a window where – I learned, oh, you can sew over pins. And then I was like, oh, you're not spot. Like, it was like the window where I like learned it. I was so excited. I'm like, this is great. And then it was like, oh, you're actually not supposed to. And then now I just kind of do it when I need to. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny how it's like, that's just the, that that thing that, I don't know. Yep. But, well, I'm going to, let me do one more. And yeah. then Meg, let's hear from your side. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, this one might get juicy. Ironing slash pressing is one of the best parts of sewing. Hmm. I don't know. For me, it's not the best, but I don't hate, like, it's, I like it because it's just, it makes the seams look good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I do love when the steam comes up in my face sometimes. Yeah. Like, if it's like a, like, yeah. Yeah, it's part yeah. of the experience. Yeah. I will, but I will say when I, when I go to sew knits, um, I'm like, oh, I don't have to press as much. This is really no, nice. You know, honestly, you know what? I press some, but I when I when I make that switch, I do realize I don't miss it quite so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, you know, it kind of depends on what you're on what you're pressing. Um, yeah, for sure. Because oh, yeah. sometimes it's like this is the most annoying little thing that I'm pressing. You know, I'm pressing a a one-eighth inch seam allowance so I can do some random thing with it and this is making me nuts and I'm burning my fingers and then you get real mad. But just like pressing a seam, yeah, that's, it's just part of the process. It's, it's, it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of zen. Yeah. yeah. Satisfying. It's a- it's a break from like sitting. I like, it's like, oh, exactly. yeah. For me, I only like ironing when it's during. So if it's garments already sewn oh, no. and it's, oh, I'm like, God. it's the, it's, I put, I, oh, like, Just, ugh. We when have I, a garment. Yeah. We, or, or we have a garment steamer and I'll, I'll steam something that I've already made, uh, but oh God, I will, you yeah. have to like, it has to be a really, really really special occasion for me yeah. to pull out my iron and actually iron something because I'm bad at it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, I don't really know like how to like properly iron like quite like a shirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I mean, you know how to iron the individual seams and then why do you have I know, to know, I know how, how to, to individual yeah, parts of it? <laughs> how to <laughs> iron the rest of it. That's, that's, I don't know. It's Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I wash my linen things and they cut, like, it's, it's just, uh, they do look so much better, like, bringing back out the iron and, like, pressing yes. a dress before I wear it. It's like, oh, but it's just awful. Such like, a chart. after the sewing process, ironing is the worst. So. Yes. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got, I did a poll on my Instagram <clears throat> as well, and I got some response. And I can, I'll do what Amanda did. I kind of, sp- I'll sprinkle in my own, too. Okay. So, I don't, I'm not pulling them out of the bowl. I just, like, have some, but, um. This is one. French seams are overrated. Agree for me. <laughs> I do not love French seams. And I, I did some French seams on this, uh, a pair of pants that I made because they're open in the front and they kind of flap open. So yes. if I had done the yeah. regular seams, yeah. you would be able to see them. 
but now the fabric is fraying in the seam. So I'm getting little bits poking oh, it out. Pokes out from yes. the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. it's really, it's yep. really annoying. And but I will, I will say like. I think French seams, I know that a lot of people do French seams if they don't have a serger. So I'd say French seams are better than zigzag, mm. zigzagging over the edge. But yeah. then it's a lot of work. And it's I feel so like it's, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. Plus they get, I don't know, unless you're using a really lightweight fabric, they can get, they can add stiffness and structure yeah. to a seam, um, which is also not my favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I like pressing open a seam. Yeah, so. mm, me too. Yeah, I I like um, I like French seams for very very specific things, and like you said, it's it's like very lightweight, yes. <laughs> very sheer fabrics, um, because it it's less. I, well, I mean, if you can see through, it's prettier to have something that isn't just yes. surging. Um, if you can't see through the fabric, um, I I'd rather do surging honestly but you know i'll do them if it makes sense but only if it makes sense on the same pair of pants i was trying to figure out how to do a french seam on a pocket and you can do it but it Uh boggled my mind and i gave up (laughs) (laughs) that's a good that was a good one i like that one Uh uh-huh all right i'll do one more okay Pre-washing fabric is a waste of time and water. I think that's yours. I know it is. (laughs) I can totally tell. (laughs) You look guilty. I'm super guilty. I yeah. I hear you on the water thing. I am. Yeah, it gets washed when you first after you first wear it. Unless it's like I know it's going to shrink, but then Mm -hmm. I usually don't use. I mean. Yeah. Sometimes if it shrinks, I'm just like, eh, I just give it to a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I like to wash easy watch fabric in advance. Um, you know, I won't do like silk or something, but you know, yeah. a piece of linen, a piece of cotton, unless I'm making something for So News or CME, because then I don't care if it ever gets washed because it probably won't. Um Yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> unless it's my size and going to be returned to me, um, then I'll Look, think at it a little differently, but um, I I don't know. I think it's useful. Um, I I think that I think it's good to get some of that sizing out of the fabric, and it's um, I don't know. I I'm a fan. I I do not agree with your unpopular opinion, I, though. I th- I think mine's probably less <laughs> unpo- or more unpopular than yours. Sorry, go ahead, Amanda. Oh, I can't wait I, to hear. I really do. I pre-wash all my fabrics, except for like quilting cottons. If I'm going to make like a home deck project or a quilt or like a pillow, I'm I'm pretty. I'm not. There's not. There's not many things that I find like I do consistently in sewing. But pre-washing is one of them because I just hate the idea of things shrinking later, and uh-huh. it's really. I don't know. It's it's just something that I do. Yeah. Well, I'll say in my many, many years of sewing, after washing something, has anything gone like insane? Like I've never had an experience where something is like, like maybe once, like, and then Mm -hmm. it's like not the biggest of like, but I will say that I've never pre-washed fabric and I maybe 
probably won't start. I'm ninety five percent successful. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, do you do you wash and dry your handmaids in a machine? Uh, I think yes. Julian does all the laundry, so yes. So we wash it in a machine and we dry it in a machine. So I never hang dry anything. Do you have a Do you have a washer in your loft or in your building? No. Okay. We have it so, in our building, but it's not very good. So we just yeah. bring it all to Julian's parents' house. But well, see, once and we that, move, hopefully we'll we'll once have you a laundry move, room. You might start thinking a little bit about it because if it's you know, I could toss this in the washing machine while I make lunch, and then it's it'll well, be ready to go to when for, I'm done. I have to pay bills. I'm I'm mm-hmm. on, I'm in an, uh, all in, utilities included, and so once I start paying, like I'm probably honestly not going to change, um, even if I have a washer and dryer in my. Mm-hmm. That's place. fair, and, but it yes. I, I bet that that's a large part of it. It, it is, yes, it is. Convenience, um, for sure. Yeah. But I, I will do. say, if I thrift fabric, I will wash it. That's what, yeah. that, that is totally. a rule. Um, yes. Good idea. Yeah. I do hang dry most of my me-maids. There's, totally. there's a few things that I will, um, that I'll dry, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel incredibly nervous about them, but I just hang them dry. Maybe it saves on our power bill because I don't have to dry as much. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, do they just come when you buy fabric? It just comes so perfectly folded. And then I put I know. fits in my little, like, to, oh, to re, like, that's the way to try, like, re, and then I would, ha- I like when I press some of my yardage to, like, they get full. Like, I just, it just seems like a nightmare. Anyways. So we're one, one and two, like, oh, how should we wear this? Two, you're, you're against it and I'm for it. You too. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's, yep. fine. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Kate, did you have an unpopular opinion to share? I did not come with any unpopular opinions and I'm kind of listening and waiting for something to percolate into my head. Oh, so. okay. Okay, great. We have, yeah. I have like a bazillion. Okay, great, great, great. Cause here's some, yeah. I uh, I probably should have looked at this script before an hour and a half ago. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just I thought you had one that you had wanted to share, but yeah. feel free to jump in at any time. Next one up is you don't need a huge stash. Of course you don't. You don't need a stash. Why would you need a stash? Yeah. You just go get fabric when you need to when you need fabric. Uh, the rest true. we just kind of collect them because we're like that. You don't need it. You don't maybe need you, it. Maybe you want it. And maybe it's part of your, like, sewing practice to to buy fabric. Uh-huh. Like on a trip. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's, for me, it's more about the collecting process than, like, yeah. having it and keeping it precious in my stash, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like collecting. Well, and, and I mean, I, I have a significant size stash. I'm just saying you don't need one no, if it doesn't need- work for you to have one then don't have one i mean yep okay that's not even that, i mean that that's just you know how people function totally sometimes having a big stash is counterproductive and it's overwhelming yeah. and that's i got rid of a lot of fabric when i went through my sewing room just mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i like that well, I say too. I, I kind of relate it to almost like your fridge. Like it's like if you do, like 
when you go grocery shopping yeah. or fabric shop, do you have a plan and like a purpose for, or you just like get whatever you like and see and then figure out like what you're going to like curate and make later? <laughs> it is it's so true. Like maybe you want to have some ingredients on hand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't like, I don't know what I'm going to use this in, but I like, you know, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think I I need a, I, I need a stash. I just That's like I, when I go grocery shopping, I don't have I just don't have a list. I don't have a meal plan. I, I just look and just get whatever I want and what's on sale. And then I just I don't know. Where Julian's more like he likes to every day he likes to say, I want to decide what we're having to and then go to the store and just get exactly what we need for this meal. And then I was like, That's doesn't sound fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who usually has to get it because he's like, he uh, doesn't work from home. So he doesn't have like a, where I could just like pop out. It's like, because mm-hmm. I need a break. So anyways, I guess that's now I'm just going into. Now you're thinking about what's for dinner. <laughs> now I'm thinking about what's for dinner. <laughs> but I just, I kind of, where I can see this uh, little similarity to mm-hmm. to a stash. I think I totally. need a stash because I like yeah. I'm looking at mine right now and if I I'm like I like to because I guess it's how you sew. I like to pair different fabrics and colors together. I just so when I accumulate things I look at it I'm like, oh my gosh, these two actually go together, but mm-hmm. they've been, you know, purchased years apart and I don't know. So yeah, make a little collection yeah. and yeah. plan around it. I do I do that as well. And it's decorate. I find my once I pulled my stash out, it's like a decoration piece. Like it's just mm-hmm. so colorful and uh, so many shades of my, green. Oh, I know. so many shades of green. <laughs> my stash is all neutrals. Um, <laughs> so many shades on. of neutrals. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, okay, is it toile? Can we uh, decide on that? Like what? a muslin sample that you're making. Yeah, I like think a toils, right? Or toil? Toil or a, or a toil. I'm going to say toil because I it sounds toil. Fancy. I say toil because <laughs> it's you're toiling away, but I will I'll go with toil since it sounds fancier. Wearable toils are the only toils I make. Oh, that's a good Yeah, I would agree totally. with that. Totally. Yeah. Kate uh, no, I'm You're just thinking. I'm just kind of thinking through. I don't I don't make a lot of them, honestly. Um, yeah, me either. So if you think about it, my first attempt at a pattern is is basically the closest thing I have, and uh, those are generally wearable. But mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's worth it to be like, okay, this one's just going to be a piece of muslin or an old sheet or something, and yeah. That's and it's not going to be wearable. It's just going to be cut up later for a different thing. Um, I don't know. I think. I think. I will. S- sorry. I, I think most I of the time, something. yes, with the occasional room for mm-hmm. exceptions. Okay, Meg. What is it? I will. Yeah. I. <laughs> I can't. I totally forgot about this until, and I can't believe I did this. I have muslin fabric for doing these, and I made one. The only thing I've made is like my wedding jump. I made one out of muslin. Yeah. I wanted to draw on it, but I remember when I first got the Pietra pants. I wanted to make because I was. It was kind of like the first like indie pants sewing pattern. And so I, I always know my Berta size and pants. And so I was like, okay, I'll make one out of muslin. <laughs> and then I actually wore the muslin. I was like, this is actually really cute. And I paired it with like a white blouse and I act. So it actually ended up being wearable. I actually wore them as wore, pants. They were muslin. Like your muslin pants. Yes. 
I love it. It's awesome. I know. And I still wear, like, I still have, they're kind of like, now they're lounge pants, but they actually, like, were kind of chic. They were just like this, this cream, like, pants, Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. fit. And I was like, I'm going to wear these. (laughs) (laughs) And they even had, like, dark thread in them, but they're kind of like, it peeked out from the, like, the right side, because I use a con so I could, like, see the seams, and I was just like. I kept it. And then I just, because I didn't hem them at first. I'm like, I'm just going to finish that. I'm just going to finish the hems and boom, new pair of pants out of muslin. So, yeah. Nice. I did, I will say when I was developing the um, pants pattern for our plush collection, I did do a couple of muslins and did some adjustments. But for my own sewing, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll start with like thrifted fabric or fabric oh, that yeah. isn't as precious and yeah. like do one knowing that I'll do another version later with mm-hmm. my actual fabric but always with yeah. plans to wear the first one yeah well and I I think developing a pattern is is a different situation yeah than yeah taking an already developed pattern and so totally. yeah, for sure yeah ooh ooh I have a juicy one <laughs> I'm excited I'm not that inspired by high fashion. Mm. Hard agree. I am more inspired now that I've been spending time, you know, looking at the fashion shows and stuff with Meg Mm -hmm. for a few years. But a lot of times I look at it and I'm like, I don't understand why anyone would want to wear this. (laughs) I, okay. That one was mine. (laughs) Mostly because I, I wanted to talk about this. Because I do think my views are changing a little bit, but usually, like my standard answer would be no. Because I'm more, I'm more concerned with like what you wear day to day, like mm-hmm. really practical things. But I've actually been surprised um, to see so many people in the sewing community. There's been a lot of talk about the Met Gala looks, and I was like, I didn't even know y'all were that yeah. into high fashion. And and I think as we've been doing, as we do our trend episodes. It has become more interesting to me. Um, and mm-hmm. I, but I, I think I just, I don't know as much about the history of fashion as I should. And I, I know that there's, there's reasons to like respect it and be amazed by it. And that's reason enough for it to exist. But I think on a day to day basis, I'm just more practical than that. Yeah. Well, the thing I like about our trend episodes is how we can kind of talk through, um, you know, here here's a high fashion piece, and I would never wear this ever in a in my yeah entire lifetime. But here is how I can take this trend and integrate uh-huh. it into the stuff that I do wear and I do so, and yes. that's where that's where I've started to find it a lot more valuable since we've been doing those trend episodes. So lots of credit to Meg for helping me understand high fashion. Definitely. Oh, yeah, well, I definitely have to disagree with that one. I'm re- yeah. literally like before recording this, I'm pulling image. I'm working on like a, a post for pants month, kind of like runway pants and like sew the look so I can pair it with like a pattern and stuff. And there's some super cute ones. So I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Meg, do you want to share one of yours? Sure. Um, I like the end product the best. I I think I semi-disagree with that one. Sometimes I do really, really love the end product, but a lot of it for me is the process. 
I really mm-hmm. enjoyed Same. the process. I would have to agree. I, I like them equally. Like, I, yeah. I'm not like, oh, this sewing, this needs to end. I need, I want, it. like, there's just, it's, I love, so I like sewing it. And then I, I guess what, what gets me through the sewing is, is that oh, I can't wait to wear this also. Mm-hmm. So I do love the end product, but I love the sewing process too. Yeah. I'd agree. I, mm-hmm. about equal. I mean, I think sometimes, sometimes you're making something because you, actually need it and it feels more like a chore and so you're yeah. more like like I need to yeah. sew another pair of jeans or two this fall and I'm I'm really excited about the process but I know once I'm in it I'm going to be like mm, ready to be done yeah um but but I'd say for the most part yeah I I think I rediscovered how much I love the process mm-hmm. by not being in my sewing room as much yeah. for the last few months because it was so messy. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, I can tell the difference. I've been in my sewing room. Mm-hmm. It's magical. It's magical. Meg, do you have any more? Oh, Jay, I thought do of you one. have one? Oh, go, I okay. of one. Okay. Do it. Go and take. I am willing to bet that this will be unpopular with everybody else here. But <laughs> I, I don't like the process of understitching, but I love the result of understitching. So I am dedicated to understitching. I love actually understitching. Really? I like actually, yeah, I, I think it's fun. I, I really, just like stitching in the ditch and tops. I love understitching. <laughs> I really do. Like pulling it to the side and like, go, I, I like understitching. Awesome. Yeah. I will skip it. I will do it like if I'm doing a tank top and there's binding on the neckline on the armholes, I'll maybe understitch the binding on the neckline but not the armholes because mm. maybe it's more... It, important that it lays flat there. Um, but it's, it, I could go either way. I don't, I don't, I certainly do not love the process though. Sometimes the end result is a little bit, you know, you can see the, the benefits. I spent so much of my life before I discovered understitching, <laughs> uh, trying to turn something right on yeah. the, t- turning it right on the stitching line and just having mm-hmm. it go so, it just fought me the whole way. And I'd be sitting there like trying to, bang it into shape with my iron and lots of steam. And then one day I discovered understitching and suddenly it just turned and stayed there. And I was like, this is, this is the dream. I'm living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, I actually hate stitching in the ditch because I'm very bad at it. And I would rather hand stitch <gasps> oh, something than stitch in the ditch any oh. day of the week, which I know is a highly unpopular um, opinion. So there you go. There's another unpopular one. I don't like stitching in the ditch either. I love stitching in the ditch. I can always see it a little. It's one of those processes where it's like perfection maybe isn't possible. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It always looks so bad Mm -hmm. on the back. And half the time I don't even catch what I'm supposed to be catching on the back. (laughs) It's true. And then I have to go back and I have to to fix it. it in place. And it's like I would rather rather take 20 minutes and hand stitch it than take 15 minutes and have to correct it four times before it actually sits right. Well, that's a seam I always keep my pins in, like on the underside. I always keep mm. my pins in when I'm stitching in the ditch mm. um, so that I know I, it, it's covering it. the seam. Yeah. And I'm always running my finger along, making sure I can feel the ridge before I stitch um, to, to that seam. But I hate doing is I hate hand tacking, like facing step. Like I have so yeah. many Intero shells where like the point here, I like after I wash it, I just repress the, the facing. Oh, me too. <laughs> Every I, I single hate time, hand tack at yes. the shoulder seam. It's so annoying. I, yep, 
Agreed. I, I, I am guilty of occasionally when it comes to something like the Antero shell, uh, throwing a little bit of uh, Stitch Witch there oh, at the point. That's a good idea. I need to do that. That's a good idea. And just press it down permanently. And it never looks right. It always gets a little wrinkled, but I don't care because I don't have anywhere to tack it that won't be visible. So, <laughs> All right. We have a lot more to get through. And I kind of want to get to these. Okay. So I'm I'm sorting them through, but let's let's go through the last ones um, kind of quickly. Kind of quickly. Yeah. You can just let me know, yay or nay. Okay. Um, I am over animal prints. <gasps> I'm literally yay. wearing an animal print right, right now. I I am too, actually. I never. <laughs> I'll never get over animal prints. I love them. I never wear animal prints, <laughs> except if they, except if they're like little cats. I'll I'll wear one with oh. little cats on it. <laughs> but yeah. I was so hardcore into it, and I'm cooling off a little bit with it now, but I still love them. Um, way too much importance is placed on fitting. I would, I would actually agree. Yeah. Like, if something, it, like, I, you know, if there's a little, like, I'm not, you know, going back to the pattern and doing this tiny overlap and, like, you know, I, I would actually agree with that one. I agree as well. And because, like, think about how you buy your other clothes. Like, exactly. are you really? I mean, yeah. I'm ordering stuff online and hoping it fits, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah. but I also feel like I I don't have as many. I don't have a really hard fitting process. That's you true. Know? That is like, true. Like what I make yeah. is largely oversized, exactly, and I'm straight exactly. sized. So yeah. there's there's definitely a benefit and a privilege there. But mm-hmm. I do I do feel people go pretty hard. Yeah. Some people fitting. really like it. Too. Like yeah, it, it's, it like could the be the process for that. But mm-hmm. for me, that's just, I, yeah, I just like getting to the end result. And like, if it's a blatant issue, I'll fi- fix it. But I, yep. you know, if it's little, I mean, yeah, I would agree. Well, as, as somebody who has a very odd shaped bottom half and has a lot of difficulty yeah. finding patterns that I can make for my bottom half yeah. that, that fit well, um, I kind of disagree with this one. Though when it comes uh-huh. to loose fitting stuff, I mean, I'm wearing Nini culottes right now and they're fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, you know, when it comes to loose fitting stuff, yeah, sure, it's it's not that important. If you're wearing a Wedding gown, yeah, the fitting there is important. I think it's very much, yeah, for sure. It's very much about what the garment is and how bad the fitting issue is, how important it should be. Agreed. Uh, Next up, huge collars look ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Agree. Uh, Agree. I think I disagree. I love a huge collar. I mean, they were they're they're so eighties to me. That's one thing that I'm like. Just takes me back to my childhood in like a bad way. Although I am gonna, um, I'm working on my Halloween costume um, in my mind, and <laughs> the uh, I think I need something with a big collar, so I might need some help. I love like a big sailor collar, you know? Like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. I, I love a you huge collar. Mm-hmm. So I cannot fan. do it. I mean, in the right instance, they're great. Um, I, I, you know, I have a costume background, you know, big exactly. collars can oh, be very kind of costumey. Yeah. And, and I mean, big collars can be extremely necessary in costuming, but that that's the thing for me. It does feel, it does feel costumey or high fashion-y and, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me as a like everyday thing, but I don't actually have a butt. I just said butt and then stopped talking. Sorry guys. 
<laughs> it sounded like you were going to have a butt, but that's okay. Um, next up, I am not a fan of linen. I just cannot get past the wrinkles. Oh, I am I, against this. I understand that <laughs> yeah, because, no, I like, yeah. I have traveled with all of my oh. linen, and like that is so annoying. And I, but I think you know, a lot of my favorite linen things are actually probably linen blends so yeah. that I just, you know, pop in the dryer right before I wear them instead of ironing them. But yeah, that good, one hurt. Like a good like uh, half and half linen and rayon barely mm-hmm. wrinkles at all. And it's lovely. Just uh-huh. saying. I just sometimes just go out, embrace the, uh, you know, it, it's going to, once I sit down, because I sit like really yes. like, I'm always crossing my, le- like once I move around, it's going to re-wrinkle anyway. When I'm on True. vacation, I just, and mm-hmm. sometimes if, you know, you just take a shower or wherever you're traveling. You just hang it up after yeah. in like the steam of the shower or that works. But yeah, I apparently the linen does not or the wrinkles do not deter my love for linen. Yeah. My my love overpowers. Well, that's it's it's so comfy and it breathes so well and it's so <sighs> easy to sew. And so it's yes. got a lot of pros in addition to a lot the of pros. Cars. So many pros. All right. We have two left. Um, this one. Might be juicy, might not. Inserting invisible zippers is easier than inserting regular zippers. I would agree. Yeah, you've had mm. a lot of practice. I disagree. I like reg. You know, I was like, I feel like zippers are something that in- are intimidating to me, but it's not. Like, I've done a bazillion fly zips, like... That's and that's hard and that doesn't intimidate me. It's invisible zippers. Oh. I but I don't use them very often and I don't buy clothes with them in them. Mm. So I just I don't know. I don't like I, them. I think I think they're easy enough if you have the right tool. I, yeah, I never is about I never the tools. Oh. Yeah, I I, I yeah. never try to do an invisible zipper without an invisible zipper foot and um that could be why they don't particularly bother me. Um I mean, I I'm, I'm not like excited to do them, but I'm not like less excited than I am to do any other zipper. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm very, I'm very meh on zippers. I, I, I don't mind doing them. I don't love doing them. They're just zippers. They're necessary sometimes. Yes. All right. Last one. Home sewing can give you quality you couldn't afford otherwise. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I actually would really sure. would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what you're making. Yeah. Like my jeans that I made two pairs of jeans like two and a half years ago and I just fixed them and they're still going strong. And oh, I yeah. wear them so much like jeans, bras, swimsuits, like oh, it's, yeah. still, it's still cost wise to sew, I think in some cases. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and on a complete uh, semi-different note, the other thing about home sewing is that you're not tied so much to what's in style at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's true. I remember that, okay, I'm really going to date myself now, but I remember <laughs> one time in the nineties, um, I went back to school shopping with my mom and the only things that were available, the only things were these retro sixties things that I did not like. And we ended up having to go to like a discount store to find me any clothes that I was willing to 
buy for back to school. And that's something I don't have to worry about now because if I happen to go to a store and don't find any clothes that I like, I always know I can just go make something I do. So that's a nice bonus. Totally. Absolutely. Well, that was fun. I just have one more. Oh, and it is mine. Yeah. I have never followed a cutting layout. (laughs) (laughs) Not once. It's it's just a suggestion. I (laughs) just, it's, I don't even look at it. I know. (laughs) I, I think I did when I was just starting out occasionally, but I haven't, I haven't in like literal decades at this point. I, I usually don't. And sometimes it doesn't end well for me because Mm. I didn't pay enough attention. Um, But I, yeah, I usually just do my own thing and try to make it work. A grain line? What's that? No, I'm just I I do follow, like, but sometimes I'm, you know, I wrote, they don't all, like, at least if they're straight on one of the grains, you know? Yeah. You can get yeah. a little creative, and if it if I if I need to go eh, just to make it fit, you know, I'll do it totally. <laughs> anyway, that was I had to get that one in. Very much. Great. Oh, definitely, this has been, definitely. This has been I love this. I could do this all day. <laughs> we might have to do it again. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't even I know feel- that these were unpopular sewing opinions so much as just stating how we don't necessarily do things the way you standardly should do them. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's unpopular is a relative term. But I'm glad to know. I feel like I know you guys well because I could yeah. almost guess what you were going to say. But yeah. I feel like there are a few surprises. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like I, I was surprised that Meg likes understitching. I did not think that oh, that was yeah. a thing. No, I love understitching. I love doing it. I really do. That was a surprise. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take a little break and then we'll come back. We'll answer um, a listener question and talk about our sewing inspiration. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back. And it is time for our Sojo segment, which is the segment we deeply love because it gives us a chance to talk about what we are being inspired by. So, Amanda, why don't you start us off? What's your Sojo today? Um, I am currently heavily inspired by the 90s, apparently. (laughs) I just made like my first baby doll type dress thing and I'm going to make another one and I'm just, I'm embracing it and it's, it's inspiring me to sew and use up fabric in my stash and, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I have a little capsule and oh, I've been trying to listen 90s to 90s. Yes. Yeah, I've been listening to some 90s music to Oh, you need to have inspired. a good TV? Like, is there any, like, TV shows that you need to read, like, um, get back probably, into? Probably, the- like, My So-Called Life or oh, something. Oh, I love that yes, show I know. so much. I have not watched it in forever. I should probably watch it again and just fully dive oh. deep. How about you, Meg? What's giving you your soja? Actually, I'm... I'm kind of thinking I'm a little 90s too. I want like we um, um, going through some like fall 2022 kind of editorial stuff and just mm-hmm. like I'm feeling like plaidy, you know, like yeah. like a plaid shirt. And also I I want to make more like I, I want to make a new jean jacket that's all kind of – I have this like distressed jean jacket, but it's too long. I want to like – I need more crop jackets. I feel like for like my frame, I just – it just hits me weird. So I'm thinking of like upcycling it into a cropped, ripped 
jean jacket over a plaid shirt. I, I'm kind of feeling 90s a little bit too. So I might do some upcycling and some plaids. I can't, I guess I'm just real. I'm, I was kind of upset this morning. I went out for a walk and I was, I wanted, I was wearing like my ripped jean jacket. It's too hot. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready. For I know fall. I'm ready. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for, I'm ready for a scarf moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kate? Oh, well, I, um, I'm having, I'm still struggling with my sojo, but you know, mm-hmm. um, a couple of days ago, because of the way we, uh, because of the way that our recording schedule is working right now, um, I was reviewing our most recent episode just a few days ago to make sure that there wasn't anything weird in it, um, which there was, but um, that's beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> I mean, Meg was in it, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing you. Um, but uh, but it really kind of re-inspired me. Um, I had gone straight to my convention right after we recorded that. And so I just promptly forgot about it. And then listening to it again yeah. made me feel really inspired to get in here and start cleaning up my sewing room. So my sojo is, I think, going to be put on hold a little bit um, so that I can oh, yeah. kind of imitate Amanda and get the room cleaned up organize it again and get it to a space where I feel comfortable working in it again. And then I bet I will be more inspired by the actual sewing. So it's uh, sewing adjacent Joe, I guess. That's totally counts. Yeah. Good. Also, I straight up went and bought some fake plants for my sewing room. (laughs) And I am so glad I did. It was like the first thing I was like, Next fake right. plants. Fake plants. Way to go. They nice. they're always there for you. You don't have to be like, oh, I forgot <laughs> they don't I killed need that anything. one. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. need anything. They just want to be there help for you. you out. So, you know, <laughs> I come, right right about the time the pandemic started, I was just starting to think I needed a little succulent for my cubicle. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a little succulent when I go back to the office. And who knows when that's going to happen? So what? Maybe what I need is a little fake succulent for my uh, sewing room here. Oh yeah. Yep. I took all my plants home, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's do our sew and tell segment, which at this point in time is a listener question. And I actually had a little list to choose from. Yeah, we got some good ones. I yeah. know. And and we'll we'll. Uh, We'll keep these in the in the rotation just because I'm not doing some of them today doesn't mean we're not going to do them. Um, but the one that I picked today because I had the possibly the brain power for it is what is your ultimate dream project? Okay, I <laughs> want to make a ski onesie like a like <laughs> like a. Oh, I've been watching like the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and like their ski outfits, like a jumpsuit, but like a ski one that's like neon. Like I just want to make my own like outdoor, like unique ski jumpsuit. <laughs> that's what I was. <laughs> I okay. love that. Um, mine is that I want to start my own little business Ooh. with like mm-hmm. making like one-off garments. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I've been saving scraps for like some pieced things. I have some other ideas for like some fabric manipulation 
but it's been on my mind for a while, mm-hmm. and I really, I was supposed to do it this summer, and then yeah. we had a lot of family changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my dream project. I'm always always thinking about it yeah. and hoping to 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 actually do it someday. I have nice. so many of those. Yeah. Little- yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> mine's coming from a, co- a customer's perspective, honestly. But um, I, you know, I like to go to the Renaissance Festival, and I kind oh, of love uh-huh. the Renaissance costumes at the Renaissance Festival. And someday, I would like to make some sort of historic, like epic historic gown. Maybe not necessarily oh, yes. Renaissance, but something something that requires a whole lot of really rich fabric. You know, it's made out of silk or it's made out of silk velvet. Um, and it's got a lot of, um, I don't know about embroidery, maybe, maybe embroidery, but a lot of like lace and little pearls and decorative stitching and all of the little doodads. And, and yeah, someday I would like to have the time and I guess the the money to buy the materials to make like a really, really luscious um, and perfectly fitted to whoever it's going to go on historical gown. It sounds like you should probably just create the Barbie Ferreira look, right? Um, I, From the Met Gala? No, no. I know what you're talking the- about. I I mean that's, not really. I'm just saying that's not what I was picturing at all, but yes, I also could do that. <laughs> you should just probably <laughs> I should just probably make beads. one for myself. Yeah. So exactly. many beads. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> that's such such a good question. It really is. And I, I think it was interesting how different all of our mm-hmm. all of our answers were. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to make right. pasta from scratch. <laughs> sauce. <laughs> These are sewing projects. I know. Man. I was just I mean, thinking. It didn't actually say that. <laughs> oh, I want to build a studio and um, yeah, do so many things. Yeah. Well, yeah. y'all, that was such a fun episode. Oh it my really gosh, was. I could. We have literally got to go do that on again. And on and on. Yeah, I know. Well, we let's need a part just, two for we sure. We do need a part two. Let's put it on the list. Um, if you are still listening, thank you. Um, <laughs> know that we have so many good things going on on SoDaily.com right now. We've got our So Quick and Easy Volume 2 collection is live. Oh, We've yeah. got our Belford backpack so along. Make sure that you are also subscribed over at the So Daily Network on YouTube. Uh-huh. We have more episodes of Stitch Lab to come, plus some new things that we're launching um, and Style Revive. Like, yeah. so many things happening. Yeah. And just to um, pique your interest, October is, if you've been around here long enough to know, Pants Tober. Oh, so we Pants-tober. will be doing, yes. <laughs> It. it was gonna be so good. It was gonna be so good. Pants it's, it's pants. Pantsapalooza. Pantsapalooza happening. We're gonna be talking about pants. I'm gonna sew pants some party. jeans. Exactly. So make sure you're connected with us in all those other places. And yeah, thank you so much for mm-hmm. for listening. listening. Now I'm thinking about all the juicy things I didn't share. Maybe next time. Ooh. Oh yeah, well, gonna... that's why we need a part two. Part two. Some more. I only have yeah. fake plants in my studio. <laughs> exactly. Popular opinion. <laughs> so says us. 
Oh. <laughs> All right, Joe. All right. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Happy stitching. Ha- happy stitching. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I have good news. It's not over. Singer Now brings you this conversation Meg and I had with Brandon Hayden of Happily Dressed. While you're listening, visit Singer.com to find the right sewing machine and accessories for you. We are here, Amanda and I, with Brandon Hayden. And thank you so much for joining us today. No problem at all. So we want to share our singer stories we have been. So we really want to hear from you, where you started sewing, what got you into it, who taught you, kind of everything about your sewing journey so far. Well, yeah, I have a pretty untraditional sewing journey. Um, Oh, we like that. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) I've been like thrifting my clothes since the beginning of high school and I graduated college like three years ago. So like what, 10 years ago, I was thrifting all my clothes and I would find the best things, but they'd be a little bit too big. So in 2017, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a sewing machine and I'm gonna alter them to fit me. Let's see if I can make this work. I had no previous knowledge. No one in my family sews. No one even taught me. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna look on YouTube. I wanna try my best. Love that. It was so much fun, but I bought my machine. It got there. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, it's my first singer. It was the singer heavy duty 4423. And honestly, it was just replaced this year not even for being bad. I just got an updated machine, but I was like, you know what? Let me alter these pants, see what happens, take these jackets in. And it's funny too, because I remember thinking, I'm not going to ever make real clothes. Like I just, I just bought this to alter clothes. Like I'm not here to make clothes. I just want to alter them. (laughs) And lo and behold, in 2019, I bought a serger and that changed (gasps) the game for me. Game changer. Oh, I know. Wait. I was like, oh, so I can make finished garments and they won't fray in the wash or they won't come apart. Yes. They look professional. And out of nowhere, I started making actual like clothing from scratch and not altering anymore. And I had a moment where I was like, oh my God, I said I would never do this. And look at <laughs> I'm making pants, vests, shirts. So that is my story. All self-taught through YouTube, honestly. Not even any like in-person classes at the time. I was like, you know what? I want to take this into my own hands, take my time with it and learn. And four years later, I'm making cool things like this hoodie that I have on today. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's a jacquard that I thrifted from Goodwill for $3.99. And then I just used the hoodie pattern. and was like, you know what? I want to make a hoodie out of this. What was it originally? Was it just like a duvet cover or something? No, it was like literal fabric. It was just fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Goodwill has these amazing sections with like Mm -hmm. fabric. And I'm always like, what's in here? (laughs) I found this one and could not pass it up. There's something about like a nice, like nude tone floral print that I just can't resist. Yeah. If it looks like it could be my grandmother's couch fabric, I'm so into it. I would, I would like peek my little fabric stash over here because it looks all like this. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You're in such good company because A, oh, we yeah. are we are definitely team serger over here. Oh, yeah. Definitely we love upcycling, love thrifted fabric. And also, we've also learned to never say never when it comes to sewing. I think my thing was jumpsuit. I was like, I'm never, never going to make a jumpsuit. And then I'm like... Captain jumpsuit over here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll learn someday. I've always said I'm never going to make a quilt until, yes. you know, I, uh, and then I made a quilt for my bunny <laughs> to lay on. And so, yeah, never say never. Never say never. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's I how I feel currently. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And I love how you started with 
thrifting. That's just such a, a really great way to start and how you learned on YouTube. And now I like, I'm thinking of all the amazing sewists you're teaching. Cause I, I was watching your YouTube channel just before awesome. we were here. <laughs> you said the best thing. It was the hap zip pullover uh, that you made and you finished it and you were like, Oh, I, I always do this too. It, like I always surprise myself. I'm like, I just can't believe, you know, with just a few sewing things, I can like make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you just said that and I laughed. <laughs> it blows my mind because I don't like I don't use traditional patterns either. So I'll self like a lot of my stuff. And like I tell people who I teach, like I only have a few students, but I'm always like, you know, sewing is just shapes. Like and I love drafting okay. it out because it's it's 2D. Yeah. Like this will work in the 2D. It's just about how it will fit in the 3D. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's like where darts and stuff come in. But it's wild that like sometimes I'll like, I'll see a fabric and see exactly what I want to make. And that video was that. And the end product was exactly what I saw. I'm like, wow, I'm pretty good at this. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, like sewing is a skill that I've taken and like been able to use as almost like a avenue for all my creative projects in my head to like mm -hmm. bring them to life. I think avenue isn't the right word. That I'm looking for, but like a medium, a great medium to use. just like painting or any other kind of art. I feel like sewing is right in that category. Like an outlet. Yeah, a great outlet. I love that. It is like no matter how long you've been doing it, I feel like sewing still retains that magical element. And you're like, it was in my head and now it exists. And it's really, it just boggles my mind. It's, yeah. it's kind of like just delightful. Like every time I, I love it so much. I agree. So you have, you kept both of your singers now too, because we are, Amanda and I are also <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Which, like maybe one day you'll dive into like sewing jeans. So it's so amazing to have one machine just already threaded and top stitching and then the other and like, see, so it's like, I was just, just thinking that, like, yeah. I just bought top stitching more, for jeans. And I was like, wait, am I going to have to switch back and forth no. through this whole process? Because I, well, I guess, no, I have two now. Never mind. Exactly. Yes. Like, I just got the second one. So my mind is still on one machine mode. So I'm like, I'm not about to switch back and forth. I know. Sometimes, oh, I could, you know, give this to a friend or, you know, my sister-in-law's like, oh, no, I, I need, I need that. Actually, no, I'm just. Not at all. <laughs> yep. Meg and I both have a fleet at this point. We have. A lot of machines. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love them all. Good. When I need to borrow a third, I'll call you guys up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so coming into the new season in fall sewing, I can't believe it's fall kind of already, <laughs> but is there any special projects you have on the mind? What are you currently working on for the new season? It's funny because normally there is always something that's there, but I think like this fall season, I kind of want to be not necessarily quiet and secretive of what I'm making, but... <laughs> I want to try a lot of new things that I haven't done before. And the most of the things Ooh. that I post on Instagram or on YouTube, I've done it a couple of times before. So that way I feel yeah. confident to teach it. But this fall, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to retreat and like try some new stuff and see what I can do. But I think more hoodies, because actually this is the first hoodie I've ever made. And I've made a lot of, yeah. And I don't know what took me so long. I think the hood mm. is what kind of like stopped me at first. I was like, oh, I don't know how to draft a hood. Or like, what's, how does that even connect? There's so many different yeah. ways. And so I just went and bought like a pattern from Joanne's. I was like, you know what? Let me just try this out. Yeah. So that was really nice. So like more comfort wear. And I think jumpsuit is next for me. I have tried to self-draft a few jumpsuits, but I think I'm going to bite the bullet and just use a pattern. I get so in my mind about, I need to draft this from scratch. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't have the time. <laughs> and like patterns, I, I love how detailed they are, at least when it comes to like construction and the notches, because 
I don't always notch the patterns that I make. So it is kind of a guessing game sometimes with like sleeves and stuff. So I think jumpsuit, hoodie, more pants. Like I love pants. Like I can't get enough. I just love them. So like, and then more cool and interesting pants too. So we'll see what happens. You just guys have to watch the Instagram mm-hmm. to see what I make. I love it. I love the secrecy. We are definitely, we love hoodies over here. Megan and I were just talking about some hoodie hacks because I don't self-draft as much, but I love a good pattern hack. So like just starting with a base pattern, maybe you make it once or twice Mm -hmm. and then you can really start playing with it. Or you can do what I do, which is like just hack it from the start and never make it how (laughs) it's supposed to actually be made, which is my bad habit among others. But we break the rules around here too when it comes to sewing. There's shortcuts. There's room to find out what works for you, you know, as as you do it more. Before there was like a professional way to do it, there was just the way you did it. Like mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is the, the standard. Before standard existed, people like took it into their own hands of like, oh, this works for me. This works for me personally. Like sewing is a personal yeah. skill and doesn't have to always be to the standard of like a machine who's making it. Cause like nowadays machines are making most, not necessarily all machines, but that standard size, I think is not always the best for everyone. Yeah. And what you were saying about um, patterns and notches, even if it's like a pattern that I, a commercial one. I don't even clip into the notches anyway. Yeah. You can do whatever oh, yeah. you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, just, just kind of wing it a little bit. Artfully winging it. Yeah. That's what oh, we I do Oh, I love sometimes. that. I love that. Yeah. 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 I was just going to ask one of the things I was curious about. So you, Brandon, you had a heavy duty machine and then you upgraded to the new heavy duty machine. And it was so funny because we were, we had a, a really great listener question recently about like, what's our favorite thing that has been passed down in our family. If if you come from a family of sewists and we all were talking about our singer sewing machines and, and mine was a machine for my mom. Mm-hmm. And when I was researching the model later on, I discovered that it was actually a heavy duty machine. And I didn't know that because it was like from the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really have that heavy duty styling, but I loved it because it stitched through everything. And I find that I love that about the heavy duty model. And I feel like that has to come in handy too when you're working with repurposed fabrics and oh, yeah. found fabrics and all of that. So handy. Like I told you, like this one was just recently replaced, but the 4423 has seen me through all of my projects. That's every denim <laughs> yeah. project, every upholstery fabric project, every duck canvas project. Like I, yeah. I like working with stiffer fabrics. Mm-hmm. And of course you get the occasional needle break here and there, but oh, yeah. like it has always seen me through the completion of every project, which I feel like most machines can't really say that don't have that like heavy duty branding just because mm-hmm. um, it does get tough with all those layers. And I'm still experimenting. I have now currently the 6800C. I haven't done mm-hmm. anything too crazy cause you know, it's new. I don't want to like yeah. break it in too soon. I'm like, you know, I want to yeah. keep your new charm. I don't want to give you six <laughs> layers of denim to sew on the first day. Let, yeah. let's, let's bond first. Let's bond. Let me, let me get to know you how gotta, you work. You got to yeah. warm it up a little bit. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So we haven't gone crazy, but for all the fabrics that I have worked on recently, it's been able to hold up shop. We also love accessories, you know, mm-hmm. with your with your outfits, but also machine accessories too. We've been exploring all these new feet and everything that can make things easier. Is there any like special accessory that you've been trying out lately on your new machine? Yes. It's so funny that you say that. One of my more recent projects on Instagram, I'm wearing this like big, like tool-esque. I don't think it is exactly tool, but like overthrow. It's not necessarily a dress because it's not sewn down the sides, but... 
I used um, the singer Ruffler Foot, which is so amazing. Like the idea of gathering or ruffling, mm-hmm. literally, I'm like, no, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make it. Oh, I'll yeah. just, Same I'll here. just stop here <laughs> and not finish it. But the Ruffler Foot was so amazing because you can also like put in how many like gathers you need, how many ruffles you want. And that literally sped up the process so much faster so I can make that, like have these big poofy sleeves. Um, it was amazing. So yeah, the ruffler foot, and it's pretty inexpensive as well for like the yeah the crazy amount of work it saves you. So that really helped me on that project. Mm, that's, I wish I had that foot when I was <laughs> <laughs> sewing ballerina tutus. Yeah. I used to, what well, was one oh, of my first yeah. jobs at college? That would have saved me <laughs> oh my God. a lot of time. time. Big time. Yeah, I cannot stand a ruffle or a gather like self-made with the two threads and pulling mm-hmm, it, tying mm-hmm. them off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to save time around here. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And Hi. would you like to tell everybody where they can find and follow you? Because you need this is a, a follow that you need. You yes, need to um, follow. Mm-hmm. They can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Happily Dressed. So inspiring. Thanks, Brandon. No problem. Bye. Singer makes sewing available and approachable for all. Visit Singer.com today. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.